This is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show with Dr. D. Broadcasting from the HJL Hospitality and Evolved Studios in LA, Santa Barbara, AM 1290, KZSB, and FM 96.9, Santa Barbara, or somewhere from the road. He's opened and fixed more than 200 restaurants, bars, nightclubs, hotels, and neighborhood joints around the globe. He's an industry driver, an author, and a columnist. He's a restaurateur with legendary rock star Mick Fleetwood on Fleetwood's On Front Street in Lahaina, Maui. And he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. Welcome to the Jeremiah Show. As the saying goes, everything's bigger in Texas. And there is no one bigger in Texas than my special guest today, country music star Bree Bagwell. If you have ears, and by the way, I hope you do, or if you lean in for a good time and you just love good music, you have already heard of Bree Bagwell. Or should I say, y'all have heard of her. <laughs> that's, a, that's a shout out to my cousins who say y'all a lot. Bree is a force to be reckoned with on the Texas country scene. She has been dreaming of performing most of her life. And she did here and there in her younger years. But after college, she found herself often choosing between her day job and her dream. She was performing less and less. And for most of us, this is where the story would end because reality and daydreams make terrible partners. After just three months at her new job, Bree knew what she had to do and she threw herself full time into her music career. Now, she has 10 number one songs in Texas and multiple female vocalists of the year awards to her credit. People magazine recently premiered her new record, Corazon y Cabeza. Instead of Brie, Brie Bagwell finds the path to her own heart on her new album, Corazon y Cabeza. Brie Bagwell is increasingly finding her name being mentioned amongst country music truth-tellers such as Ashley McBride and Morgan Wade. I think she made the right choice. Bree's latest release, again, is Corazon y Cabeza, and her new single is Trenches. We're going to play that in its entirety at the end of the show, and all of the music on the show today is by Bree. Welcome, Bree. Hello. Every, everything's bigger in Texas except for my chihuahua that's sitting behind me. She's very small. <laughs> I, I hope you're not because when you were setting up, I saw the chihuahua, your your dog, and uh, and now I don't. So I just hope that she's got room on that chair. You didn't sit on her. <laughs> I know. I, I get about 12% of the chair and then she, gets, she sits behind me and that's, that's where she prefers to sit and sleep all day when I work. So I'm not sure if that's good or bad for my posture, but I let her do what she wants, obviously. <laughs> it's her chair, I guess, huh? You're yeah. <laughs> very, very fair. So just a quick question before we get into, into some deeper questions. 
You were named the Texas Female Artist of the Decade. Congratulations. And I was just wondering, did your hat size go up after that announcement? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I think it went up and then right back down because um, I was like, oh, no, have I been doing that for this long? You know? Yeah, the time has been flying, and then all of a sudden to be an uh, artist of the decade is kind of like, <laughs> oh man, I've really been at this a while, haven't I? That's funny. That it's isn't it weird how the brain works, how your mind works. Like you just got this big, big uh, award, this great credit to you, to you and your your music, and then you instantly think of something negative. <laughs> Have I been doing right. it that long? I know. Isn't it crazy? Yes, the music business will keep you humble. I mean, I think it would. You can get have the best night of your life followed by, you know, a show where nobody comes or whatever, or a negative comment on a Facebook post or something. So, I don't think there's a shortage of doses of humility around here. Mm. I, I, do you do you find though that that helps you as an artist to have that humility and to have that it, that gives you a drive? It gives you a reason to get up right and do better every day. Oh, absolutely, and I think the majority like the overwhelming majority of people and comments and everything is very very nice Mm -hmm. and they always say you're not you know you're doing something right if you have a couple haters so (laughs) and sometimes i think they're even like robots now which is super strange that so i don't know you just kind of take it all um as a whole everything's mostly good and that and that's enough to keep me going you grew up in Las Cruces, New Mexico, but now you live in New Braunfels, Texas. You say you're about 30, that's about 30 miles. I don't know my geography very well out there, but about 30 miles out of Austin. And I have been there to both. So landscapes, I started thinking about this, landscapes and skies with bright colors. Um, and do you think these bright colors, these big canvases, that you've grown up in and and traveled through inspire big dreams and vivid, colorful melodies in your music? Have they inspired that at all? Wow. I mean, I definitely love the landscape of the desert. I mean, I just was home back in New Mexico and the wide open and the the sunsets and the, uh, I agree that like the vivid imagery definitely probably contributed. And now I'm in hill country, which I remember moving here and I was like, I don't know which way is north because in New Mexico, I was always, the mountains would be my directional sense, you know? So now I live mm-hmm. where I can't really see <laughs> giant mountains. And so it's a little different, but now we have rivers and uh, it's so beautiful where I live. And it feels very much like the country, even though, like you said, it's 30 minutes from San Antonio, about 45 minutes from Austin. So we have big cities close by, but it feels just very peaceful and serene. And I think that definitely contributes to my song. How old were you when you started writing poems in your childhood bedroom? <laughs> really, really young. And my mom always jokes like she's she says that she hopes no one finds those poems because she says it looks like I had a terrible, dark childhood because I was writing, you know, these, these really intense poems. And I remember like finding out about the Holocaust and writing a four page poem about that. And I was so devastated when I found out that that had actually happened in our history. And so I think I just kind of was a very emotional child for some reason. And so I would say, you know, five or six, probably. Well, that made me think, you know, hearing, reading that you wrote poems and poetry at such a young age, at six, as you say, it tells me you're a pretty introspective 
little girl. Is that fair that that you really uh, were affected? It sounds like by you read you read about the Holocaust. You're you're affected by things around you, and it and and thought a lot. Do you remember that time uh -huh. and, oh, in introspective? Absolutely. Like I can put, I can still, I still do it or I'll see a movie that affects me in a certain way to this day. And I'll think about that movie for years. I don't know. It's just, it's something about uh, just the way that I was built that I have still emotions very intensely. And so I think music was the perfect outlet for me to be able to put that into words somehow. Yeah. I mean, that, the, the emotions that, your music brings up when you listen i mean you can feel the thoughtfulness but also i think that introspectiveness that you've experienced your whole life the your the way you're made up the way you view the world is is really heard through the music and through your lyrics um thank you so you didn't pick up a guitar until college but you had a little piano and where was the piano in the, in the family home or did you, you know, where did you find this piano and you, and when did you say, I'm going to take these lyrics and, and set them to music. I mean, that's the next for, for a young girl to, to think that way to go, I'm going to take this, what I'm feeling, what I'm seeing, what I'm writing and now set it to music. That's pretty wise beyond your years. Isn't it at that point? when you found this piano and, and started learning, taught yourself to play? Um, I can't say yes, because that was kind of how my whole family was. So I was just surrounded. My aunt plays harmonica and, and piano and guitar all by ear. My dad plays guitar, just taught himself. My uncle had a band. And um, so on both sides of the family, everyone was just kind of musical. So when I found this like keyboard sitting in my parents' garage, I was taking choir in middle school and I, they would, you know, they kind of teach you to read notes and what notes mm -hmm. are and where they go. And so I just kind of started picking out the notes on the piano and taught myself to just read sheet music. I mean, I'm not like really good by any means, but um, I can still read music a bit and just taught myself how to play. And then my brothers, I have two older brothers. I'm sure you are probably about to get there, but two, my brothers, they're identical twins and they're seven years older than me. And they, they were in college and I was 14. And they started a band because, of course, the college band, that's the thing to do. So I started playing keyboard and, and singing harmony vocals in that band. And then I started to write my own songs. So I think I wrote my first one when I was 14. And it just felt natural to just write songs. And my mom and dad went and bought a church piano at, a, at an auction when they figured, okay, she's kind of really doing this music thing we should nurture that and so they i still love that piano it's in my parents living room to this day it's my favorite that's such, that's so neat the, that the, all the family is musical and that you're you played with your your so your brothers are twins you're not you're not a twin right my brothers are twins i know i always mess it up when i say it they are identical twins and and so it was just crazy because you know two identical twin brothers and they were seven years older than me so i also grew up pretty independent because they were you know they were playing basketball together and what's a little girl gonna do in that mix but they did let me play in the band so well, that was nice 
Yeah, I was going to say, do, do you think what you were obviously a songwriter from an early age, you you were um, musically inclined, you were teaching yourself, you were you were part of the music family. And then there was that age difference with your brothers. They obviously did they see you as, hey, she could be our songwriter. Did you write music for them? And and was that a way for you also to connect with them? I, I wonder, like, that's what they, yeah. love. they love music. And there's a good way for me to to connect with my older brothers. Maybe that was definitely part of it. You know, I wanted to be part of the things that they were doing. And um, I know that it was kind of hard for them because like they were 21 in the bar and because I was 14 on stage, they weren't allowed to have alcohol on stage. So there was still like that, you know, annoying little sister probably <laughs> moment where they're like, what the heck you're ruining our time. But no, I think that they liked having me there and they let me play a few of my original songs during the shows that we actually recorded an album as a band and I got to record my own songs with that. So I think that they appreciated it and definitely liked it. And they've always been very encouraging. Like I joke that, you know, but yeah. we are best friends to this day and, and, and we really had a great time playing in that band. Uh, what are your brother's names? Brian and Brandon and they're Brian, and Brandon. Brian Clay, Brandon, Jay, Brianna Ray. So we have rhyming middle names. That's ridiculous <laughs> mom, but, uh, and, and they, and all, they still play. And you're all bees too. All bees. And they maybe did the smarter thing. I don't know if you'd say that, but, um, they, one is an accountant and the other one's a financial advisor. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Actually that's perfect for you, right? Like, there you've got your accountant and you've got your financial advisor if you if you ever need <laughs> right to get some good advice exactly that's they, awesome they, i like yes, that they do help me out a lot i appreciate it um what do you remember if you can like take take me back to that first time at 14 when your brothers either invited you or pulled you up on stage and and you performed a couple of original songs at that point can you like put me in your shoes and, and let me see what you saw. Like, what was that stage? Like, what was that, that microphone like and looking out at the audience, what was that experience like for you? Uh, terrifying. I definitely, I don't really have stage fright anymore. I've had it a few times here and there for big things or TV shows or whatever, where I'm, I, I don't enjoy the feeling of being nervous. And so, uh, I remember being scared and like not not loving that feeling of being mm. scared. And um, our first show, actually, I remember looking out and my mom was giving me this strange look. And um, one of my first performances, somebody had hit the keyboard button where it like, you know, it's a transpose button. So it, the keyboard was playing in a different key than the rest of the band. And she was looking at me. So one of the first songs I ever sang, I was singing in the wrong key compared to the rest of the band. And I, and I was mortified. And that was such an awful experience. And I, I'm actually surprised that I stuck with it after that. <laughs> you know, seeing your mom go like, what the heck is happening? Uh, but then it all sorted out after that. We figured it out. But oh, um, I'm yeah, sorry there's really that. nothing. Yeah, thank you. I know. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in a while. But I think it's now what I say when things happen on stage is like, you come to see live music. Sometimes things happen. That's why it's called live music. So it's not all perfect. I wish I could have told my younger self it's not that big of a deal. Um, normally, I wouldn't like throw in one of my own stories, but I'm going to commiserate with Do you. It. I don't mind. I, I was in um, when I was 
you know how you you go through classes and you have music you take music class i think i was i don't know 10 11 and i got a flute and i really did not like the flute that was my instrument i had to play for the school in front of the school whole school at the uh christmas show or something and i had to play mary had a little lamb and of course i did not practice at all and one night i realized i could hum it and i could hear it through the flute like i, I was like oh i'm playing it like you know and uh-huh. i got up on stage and i did that exact thing in front of the whole audience and, <laughs> and i just amazing. remember people laughing in the faces you know from that viewpoint and 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 I, I realized I didn't learn anything. I was just humming it through and blowing it through the holes. But oh uh, my gosh! I and I've never gone back. I could have. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. I kind of feel for you with that. Uh, that Amazing. first. I'm glad well, you went I back. Know. If I ever get a flute, I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's why I never became. A, what do you call it? A, fl- a flautist or a flautist? Yes. Right. That's why I never. That my career never went any further. Um, <laughs> Well, that says a lot about you, though, that you had that that was your first experience and you got back up and did it again. So even though you're mortified, there must have been the stage was beckoning you. Right. What do you think your love for the stage says about you, Bree? Hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting because I really do love being home and writing songs, but I don't think I could be happy as being just a songwriter if that makes sense i love Mm -hmm. performing i love the banter with the audience i love uh creating a show from beginning to end i love playing my music which i think is texas is such a cool place for having a scene where it's encouraged to play your own original music that's not always the case um and so i i really crave that connection with the audience and not i mean i guess you know, I'm not saying the spotlight, like I need to be the center of attention. It's more about um, connecting with people through original music and storytelling and songs. That's my favorite. That's my favorite part. Mm. Since, since you were very little, did you, did you used to since share? I was very poems? little. <laughs> did you share the stories and the poems when you were younger or did you hide yeah. them away? Your mom found them. <laughs> Yeah, no, I shared them, and I I recorded my first little piano. It was just a piano vocal, five songs when I was fourteen. So yeah. I I definitely I think that especially even it, it's super weird because with this last record, I thought I thought the same thing that I've always thought ever since I was little that like I thought trenches was incredibly personal to me because it's my life story. But then the songs that people connect most with are the most personal songs to me because everyone has struggle, you know, uh, mm-hmm. love through a tough time, um, overcoming adversity or dreaming of being on a beach or whatever. Like the themes of the song are universal. And that's, so sometimes when you write something that's very personal to you, even though it feels like no one else is going to like it, those are the things that connect the most with other people. And I think I've always felt that. It's that authenticity, isn't it? That you can hear, you can feel it and you I can feel it when I listen to you sing and I can, and, and then it brings up things for me, you know, because it's so authentic and genuine and it's hard to, I would imagine it's hard to do that as a, a songwriter, but also as a, a musician and an artist to, to really tap in and share something so personal. And then it's gotta be just 
an amazing feeling when it, it resonates and that that you, like you just said sharing your something that meant so much to you and seeing others respond to it like that is great my special guest today Bree bagwell i'm gonna send you to just one site usually i'll give out all the socials but i it's hard to remember all those things so go right go here breebagwell.com b-r-i-b-a-g-w-e-l-l.com right on the first page you can uh find all of her socials she's going on tour hello highway tour 2023 i also stumbled across a pretty cool little podcast on youtube today only vans podcast.com uh can i promote that for you brie yeah, absolutely. It just came out. So, <laughs> <It's> um, awesome. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> only, and we're going to talk about it when we come back, but Only Vans is a new podcast brought to you by country music singer Bree Bagwell, where she talks with her friends in her van about unique topics like feet pics, dating in the music scene, tour bus and green room antics, so much more. It's a lot of fun. New episodes drop every other Monday. Go to onlyvanpodcast.com. And again, go to BreeBagwell.com to check out the Hello Highway tour dates coming to cities near you um, on the 15th of July at the Brewster Street Ice House downtown in Corpus Christi, Texas. Go to the website to, to get tickets. And on July 20th at Knuckleheads, Kansas City, Missouri, uh, opening up for the Wilder Blue. We'll be right back. Miami, Miami, I found you love Whitley as much as I do. You gave me your Martin, I played Dolly Parton, and tried to show I knew more haggard than you. We had a connection, but your vinyl collection was a needle straight to my heart. With old masterpieces Our love is a true love of art And you love Waylon and Perry And Willie and Redding Loretta, Edda and Johnny and Jim Oh boy, I fell for you Cause your heroes are my heroes too I am Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Hi, this is William Goldstein. I want to invite you to listen to my latest album, Collaborative Composition. I can assure you it is an album unlike any other you have ever heard in your life because everything on that album was created by two people in real time. And I don't think anybody else in the world is doing anything like it. Check it out. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Hey, everybody. This is Bree Bagwell. And welcome to Only Van... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You don't get a courtroom, you don't get a 
Welcome to Only Vans. It's a podcast where I come to you from my backyard in my van and I get all my friends and we sit in the front seat with my dog and we talk about important things like feet pictures, dating in the music scene, getting told that you look tired. Ooh, subscribe and watch and listen and love it. Hey everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freevee, Amazon's new free channel. I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com. There's tears on my face, but you don't believe them, so I grab a suitcase and tell you that I'm leaving. Lately it's the only way I can't even get to you Cause nowadays it seems There's no meeting in the middle And I go to these extremes Just so you'll give a little And you love to blame me But you're the reason for the things I do And you call me crazy You bet Don't you ever think, baby, when I have to love someone like you, baby You're damn right, I'm crazy Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show I'm with uh, Bree Bagwell BreeBagwell.com Her website's amazing She's got a tour coming out Hello Highway Tour 2023 I'm actually, I, I keep saying this every year, and I told Greg Knight. Greg Knight and Zara Knight have farm, the farm uh, jam up in Colville, Washington at, on uh, a three-day end-of-summer bash. Bree Bagwell is performing. Um, I forget what night you're on, Bree. Do you remember? I can look right here. I, I think it. it's September 1st. September 1st. So is yeah. that Saturday? Oh, you got the Friday. Saturday. That might be Friday. Wait, Let's I see. don't know. Let me look at my... I got my calendar pulled up right here. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm my... sorry. I meant to look this up. Oh, um, you're on Yeah, Friday. I'm on Friday. September yeah. 1st. Okay. So right. this place is amazing. Farm Jam. Have you played there before? I have not. I'm so excited. I've played in Washington once, but I've never played Farm Jam, and I, I can't wait. Oh, it's so beautiful out there. I used to live up in, in Washington and Montana and Idaho. And so it's just so, but with Washington there, where you're going, call it's just this beautiful, like gold fields and uh, big skies. Just beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. You're going to love it. And then they've got a river running through it. Um, three days up there, farm jam, real farm, real people, real music. And Brie Bagwell. You got to go. Okay, so... We were talking about when we went to break the stage and your love for the stage. And, uh, you know, you've been quoted as saying it's in, you know, touring and 
performing is in my blood. I think you had a hundred. Did you have a hundred and fifty tour dates last year? Uh, I mean, we're still kind of recovering from COVID, so I think I only had around a hundred. Um, but before only? COVID, yeah, I was doing that many. I know, I know, <laughs> it's crazy, and I and I also don't count like radio days or you know charity days or whatever. So. It's crazy. I think it has to, I, I said that also because Johnny Cash and my grandma were second cousins. So I think music is like literally in my blood, but I think to be able to, oh, to wow. love the road and to love the highway, like it, it has to be, I mean, we drove back from Missouri on Sunday and like drove back from Missouri and then we, we went out with my friends and they're like, you just went 13 hours on the road. It's like, that's, you know, it's another day, whatever. <laughs> My boyfriend and I took dinner. It's like, that's just another day. Just another. Well, first of all, uh, wow, that's great. The Johnny Cash, the so it is in your blood. I get it. Um, when you get home, though, from these tours and performing, do you feel relaxed or do you get like, do you start getting, is there a point where you start going, I, I got to get back on the road? I got to get back on the road. Yeah, I definitely get, like restless. You get out there. You're restless. Is better yes. Way. The song Hello Highway, which is like, what we call that's what we call the summer tour because we're going to eight states and two countries whatever but um it's the first words of that song are i wonder why i wander till i'm back home again and so it's like like i, I get a little restless after a certain period and i i like to be on the road i like to see new places i like the sound mm -hmm. of the tires i just i i can't help it so you are you're still a poet <laughs> <laughs> I try. I like that. Uh. Band from Santa Fe was your first album back in 2011. Um, I I wanted to know is that a since you say a lot of there's a lot of truth in your songs that title band from Santa Fe is there a story there? Yes, it's um a story you can tell. You go through yeah, sure. Why not? I don't. I've told them all on stage, but uh, but I think I think that when you go through a breakup with somebody who's from a small town, the whole town kind of hates you. So, <laughs> which feels unfair. Um, so that's, it wasn't in Santa Fe, but I decided to write it about Santa Fe, just the rhymes and, and stuff. But I, I love my home state, obviously, but I remember my very first radio interview for that record, Band from Santa Fe was the first single and the very first radio DJ said, wow, it's really smart. You wrote a song about a city in New Mexico and a city in Texas. and I said, oh, yeah, super smart. I, I had no idea there was a Santa Fe, Texas, but there is. <laughs> I've been there many times now, but I didn't know that when I wrote the song. That was your plan the whole time, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, wasn't it? <laughs> Just take, take speaking of taking credits, <laughs> taking. There we go. Take, it. take the compliment. <laughs> take, take the compliment. Yeah. Um, you've seen your audience grow and diversify as you have grown personally over the years yourself. Um, your personal, has your personal growth and your musical growth with your fan base been an easy transition for you or have there been times when the two didn't really coincide with what you were going through personally? Hmm. I think my fan base has absolutely grown up with me. You can see, I mean, I've, I've had, I have a ton of fans that have been around for 10 years. That's so crazy, you know, mm -hmm. but well, the challenge that I'm facing now is that 90% of my fan base is over 30 because I'm over 30 and we've all been 
and we kind of go through the same things together. Or when I write, even if it's not about me, it might be about my friends, what my friends are going through. So my fan base is all um, my age and older. And so the, the struggle now is I'm not really cool with the young kids <laughs> <laughs> because I don't write for them. I write for me and I write yeah. for the people around me. And so um, trying to reach the younger demographic has been, that's what's been hard for me. But I kind of just don't, uh, I don't really think about that when I write. Like I, I'm not trying to be hip or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to write what's true to me. And if, if they like it, they like it. If they don't, there are plenty of people who do. So mm-hmm. I, I don't cater my music to a certain demographic at all. And I never have. Only Vans is the new podcast brought to you by country music singer Bree Bagwell, where she talks with her friends in her van about unique topics like feet pics, dating in the music scene, tour bus and green room antics, so much more. It's a lot of fun. New episodes drop every other Monday. Go to OnlyVanPodcast.com. And again, go to BreeBagwell.com to check out the Hello Highway tour dates coming to cities near you um, on the 15th of July at the Brewster Street Ice House downtown in Corpus Christi, Texas. Go to the website to, to get tickets. And on July 20th at Knuckleheads, Kansas City, Missouri, uh, opening up for the Wilder Blue. We'll be right back. Sometimes I swear you could cry whiskey tears Because sometimes you drink that fire like water And sometimes you skip the Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio. The Jeremiah Show airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday. Core Radio dot rocks. Hi, I'm Denise Donatelli, and I'm thrilled to announce the release of my brand new album, Whistling in the Dark, The Music of Burt Backrack. And I want to thank Jeremiah Higgins for having me on the show. I do want to make one more comment. I had heard that Birdland might be opening up in Santa Barbara, and I'm ecstatic about that. Birdland New York City has always been a staple for our jazz community of performers and for our devoted audiences. So I look forward to bringing that incredible vibe to the West Coast. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. With the Jeremiah Show. I wonder why I 
back home again I'm restless and tested Till I'm climbing in That front seat, it gets me I'm wrapped around the wheel It's not something you explain It's something you just feel deep inside A never-ending ride Hello, highway You're going Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. My very special guest this hour. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun. Bree Bagwell, country music star. I know you're a, you're a singer, you're a musician. Um, but wow, performing and when you're out on the road and you're meeting people, um, do you have is there a secret to for you personally to break that? To break down, I mean, it's communicating, right? It's um, connecting ultimately with your fans and new fans is there a way personally that that you um win them over that you connect or is it just through the you hope that the music does that or is there a personal you know method on stage or afterwards meeting fans that you're conscious of like a secret almost a secret weapon to getting new fans mm -hmm. I think I think seeing us live I've had a lot of people or the last manager that I had was kind of like oh I get it now like he said once he saw the show he said oh I get it now because it's kind of it's um I try to craft the show like a story almost and that you will hear the song you'll hear the stories behind the songs and you'll hear uh, exactly what I'm thinking and feeling on that day and you'll hear jokes and you'll hear or you'll see the connection with um, my band members who are my best friends and so I think it's I think it's a whole experience beyond the songs I've seen a lot of um, artists do it both ways I've seen people not tell stories at all and I still love the show and I've seen people that tell only stories and I love the show so I just kind of try to make it just what I'm what I love is I love to hear the stories behind the songs, and so I, I try to communicate that as best I can on stage. I think it's important for people to, to hear that. Yeah. Well, you're really great at connecting. The new albums, Corazon y Cabeza, um, Heart and the Head. What is that? Tell me about the album a little bit and some of the musicians that you play with and the, the idea behind the album, your newest album. Cool. Sure. Yeah, I think it was important to me to put some Spanish in the title because there's like a little bit of Spanish sprinkled in throughout the record. So it's kind of a nod to what's going to happen um, with the songwriting. But I feel like this is a very border town desert style record, which uh, is a weird thing to say. But <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I my producer is Rachel Loy, who is an incredible producer. She also plays bass throughout the record on the on the record and she sings some harmonies and she really helped tweak a lot of the songs so I give a lot of credit to her for 
um, sitting down with me and really tearing apart all of the songs and putting them back together with me. And so we recorded the record in Nashville with in two, two different sessions, but two days. So the record was made, the whole, all the tracks were made in two days and um, two half days, really. <laughs> and so um, we would make sure the songs were perfect, ready to go. We knew the key, we knew the tempo, we knew the form. And then we went in and, and knocked out the songs with some of the best musicians in Nashville. Um, the session musicians there are just amazing. And my boyfriend played uh, rhythm guitar on all the tracks and sang some harmonies too. So that's really fun. What's his name? And his that name is Paul credit. Eason. Paul yeah, Eason. this is his, mostly his cool stuff behind me. Um, so if you're listening on the guitars, radio, Bree's referring, to, you can see on, on the YouTube channel, Bree's in this, her studio or her boyfriend's studio that together they share. So I'm sorry. I was just yeah. letting the listeners know you're showing the studio yeah. behind you. I forget that you can't see it on the radio, but then <laughs> I, I refer to all the guitars that you actually can't see in this screen either. But we have, I think, 27 guitars in our house, which is, that's a lot of guitars. But he plays in a band called The Wilder Blue, and they're, they're really great. And so a couple of the dates I'm doing in July, the ones in Iowa and Missouri and Kansas, the rest of this month are with his band. So that's going to be really fun. I love the name of his band, The Wilder Blue. That's another really visual name you know it really gets you th it it brings to mind vision yeah i've actually never thought of that before because um corazon y cabeza is a line from one of my songs and that um that became the title of the record it's not a title of a song but the wilder blue is also an, a line in one of their songs that became the title of the record so i've always kind of done that my last record before this one was called in my defense and that was also a line from one of the songs. So I kind of like to take, take uh, a line from a tune and make it the theme of the record. And in my defense, that whole record was kind of like, Hey, this is the way I am. And here's why there's 10 songs kind of telling you that this is, this is why I am the way I am. And this record is um, heart and head. It was, I, I've been writing religiously. I write a song every two weeks, no matter what. And, and before that, I was writing one song every single week um, without skipping a week, which is a lot of songwriting. And so some of it came from my heart and it was very, you know, inspired. But some of it came from like the times where I had to like, I'm not inspired. I don't want to do this, but I am forcing myself to do this and uh, sit down and like the mental discipline of songwriting too came into play a lot with this record. And some of my favorite songs are written when I didn't want to write. So mm. <laughs> I'm glad that I forced myself to do that. So, well, so is there a student? I mean, you kind of answered this question. Is there a certain mood? Have you pinpointed that, or is it just it comes to you when it comes to you, and even comes to you when you force yourself? You have to force yourself to go through the exercise. But do, is there a certain time or a way that you feel where you where you felt almost like you're a, a receptacle to to the music to the lyrics that flow from you is there a certain do you, you understand my question mm -hmm. i'm not sure if i'm yeah right absolutely no totally i mean i think it's both because i was in mexico two weeks ago and i had a song due you know with the homework that i give myself and i didn't want to leave the pool and the pina coladas to go write a song and i did and i love the song so that's that but then the other day i was home 
by myself and just had a song idea and it came to me I always say like it comes to me from a power that's above me and it, I kind of can feel like puzzle pieces in my head or my heart or wherever they are that day and then I, I just have to take them and put them together as a song so sometimes it feels like it doesn't really come from me and sometimes it feels like I have to drag it out of myself so <laughs> I think it's a combination and I think I was a songwriter at Sony ATV in Nashville for three years and people go there in that town and they write as if it's a day job. And I thought that was so stupid, but there is something really magical about treating songwriting as a discipline. So you're not blinking and six months go by and you haven't written a song because you don't feel inspired. So I think it, for me, it at least comes from both places. Mm. And you, such great songwriting, such great music. Bree Bagwell, country music star. Bree Bagwell is my guest this hour. Uh, coming up after the break, don't go anywhere. We're going to debut on the Jeremiah Show, uh, Trenches, her new single. And I'd like you to go to BreeBagwell.com during the break and see if you can catch up with Bree on her Hello Highway Tour in 2023. She's also got a new podcast that's just uh, a lot of fun. Onlyvanspodcast.com. I want to ask you real quick before we go to break. I was looking up. I really wanted to relate to you. You know, you're, you're in Texas. <laughs> but, <you're, laughs> but you didn't grow up there. So I wanted to ask you a couple of slang words. Uh, what you, so I, I've heard a lot. All had no cattle, which is basically... Mm -hmm. What is that? That's basically you're you you don't have any. What? How would I describe that? Like oh, you're not authentic. You're not an you're not authentic. authentic. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's me right now. No, not an authentic Texan. Might could I thought was I never heard that one before. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, you can tell I don't have an accent. But my last podcast episode, I interviewed my one of my best friends, Sarah Hobbs, and she's from East Texas, and she uh -huh. she says some phrases and some words, and I joke because she can make any word multiple syllables yeah. <laughs> what's your favorite your favorite brie like oh saying or like you know like a texan slang is there something you use oh, I, I might have to think on that one okay well um, i know well, think i have, about I, it think I'll, I'll let me think on it for a second and then hopefully you have, if you have something after the break so so there's, there's a teaser. Don't go anywhere. Not only are you going to hear <laughs> Trenches by Bree Bagwell, we're going to hear, hopefully, her favorite Texan slang word or phrase. We'll be right back. Yeah. 
check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. Hi, I'm Pete Malinverni. Hi, I'm Juliet Kurtzman. We have a recording out called Candlelight Love in the Time of Cholera. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Hey, it's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of The Jeremiah Show. So listen. I want wine on a mesa, corazón y cabeza. Wrapped up in you And wherever we go By the home we go Desert dive bar till two Bless their heart. It's like it's almost like an insult. Yeah, it's like a back backhanded insult, isn't it? That was actually one of the uh, words that when I I was looking up the the ten best Texas slang phrases, that was that was like number three. Bless your heart. Yeah, yeah, it's not what you think it is. Yeah, I don't. I still don't have an accent, but there's a couple of songs on some earlier records where. I would sing kind of with this Texas accent and my mom would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I think it's because I love Miranda and Loretta. And, and mm-hmm. sometimes I'll sing words more Texan than I talk. And so I have to be conscious of that. The new album by Brie Bagwell is Corazon a Cabeza. And I, I can't do it as I, I don't, my phrasing that isn't as pretty as yours is Brie. So I should let you, you you're doing a great job i think you're doing a great job 
I got two compliments from Bree Bagwell in one interview. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Can you just keep coming back, please? Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm here all day. <laughs> okay. Uh, BreeBagwell.com. You can find links to all of her social media. Uh, in this case, she, she probably wouldn't mind if you follow her um, on, on her social media. And more importantly, listen to her music. You can find links to everything there and her new Hello Highway Tour dates for 2023. Uh, so now we've made you, we've teased you all along here. We're going to debut Trenches. Can you set the song up for us, Bree, for your fans and the listeners? Sure. Yes. Um, my boyfriend and I are both musicians. And so COVID was a pretty scary time for us. And then Actually, COVID was hard, but after COVID was even really hard. It, it changed everything about the music business. And we just kind of felt like we were fighting through life for a long time. And so I would yell at him, honey, we're in the trenches. We're just fighting this war together. And it was more of a joke. And then one day I just sat down and wrote a song about it. And we, we love to travel. We love to go to Mexico. And so the song obviously starts out like, honey, we belong on a beach. but here we are instead unable to travel so it's a great song it's a great music video i I really like the the video as well brie thank you so much for your time i hope i get to meet you guys up in uh at at farm jam i hope i can get up there this year um but continued success i know you have you're working on a new album as well right coming soon Maybe. Hmm. Yeah, we're working on some new stuff right now. Um, you know, Spotify kind of changed the way we did everything. And I, I put out 11 songs on that last record. So I really appreciate you talking about it because back in the day, an album would last you four or five years. Mm-hmm. And now people are kind of like, okay, now what? It's like, what do you mean? I just put out a record. So yeah. I am working on new music. <laughs> we're going to record a, a song tomorrow. So I will have new music out very soon. Well, we've got until then, you don't need new music you've got like you said 11 songs corazon Ikebeza, and it is really really a great album and here now is trenches enjoy brie hope to see you soon anytime you do have something new please please drop it here and come by and say hi and uh i would love that i really enjoyed chatting with you that was very fun thank you thank you brie i did as well so communicate but listen more and evolve. Everybody have a great day. today declared the coronavirus a global pandemic, warning Congress today that the coronavirus is 10 times more lethal than the seasonal flu and that the outbreak is, quote, going to get worse and that we are vulnerable to shortages, respiratory protection for our health care workers among his concerns. Tonight, the National Guard moving in that first containment zone outside New York City, cleaning crews moving in as well. In Boston, tonight, number of cases tied to one conference now growing at least
comedian Maz Chobrani, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. My name's Danny Trejo. Jeremiah, your loved host. I love you.